If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC You're live on Joy 99.7 FM, and, and this is Ghana Connect. In the last uh, few days, one story has dominated the headlines. It's still dominating the headlines, even as we speak. And it all started with an explosive report that came to light, and it was authored by the former Environment Minister, Professor Frimpong Boate, in which he revealed deep involvement of top government officials in illegal mining. But the presidency, in a statement, says he provided no evidence to warrant an investigation. Many of the officials accused him there have been queuing to deny. And in fact, in the last few minutes, I've just been learning that one of the individuals named in that report has now sued Professor Frimpombo. So we'll get details of that pretty shortly. But I need to ask you a question. This is a people's conversation. This is Ghana Connect. That's what we do. It's a very simple question. So who do you believe? Do you believe Professor Frimpong Boateng or do you believe the presidency, by extension, the government? That is... 
the fundamental question I'm inviting you to engage. And I, I, I'm delighted to say that many of our connectors are joining us tonight uh, and many of you also joining us on WhatsApp uh, and, and many of our uh, social media platforms already engaging. Uh, Carlo Olympio is a corporate lawyer, a founder of Agency 77, a business advisory firm, and she connects on the phone. Hello, Carla. Uh, right on Zoom. Hello, Carla. Hello, Evans. Good evening. Uh, good evening. Great to have you, Carla. Always a delight to have you. Chris is an activist, a doctoral researcher at the University of Ghana. Hello, Chris. Uh, Hi, Evans. Great to have good you. Evening. Good evening. Hi, Evans. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris, you, you you don't mind if you have a radio close to you. I'm getting feedback. You can turn the radio off, and then we could hear us uh, through the Zoom directly. Uh, Julius uh, is a former Nukes General Secretary, also a young person. It's good to have young people because this is about the future of this country. We are talking about Galamsey, the destruction of the environment, destruction of water bodies, etc. If it continues, it possibly will not have a future at all. And that's why we are, we are putting together young people, um, as they say, the older generation possibly failed us already. Uh, Julius, thanks for connecting on Zoom. Thank you very much for having me, Eva. Great. Francis, uh, Francis is uh, it's a small-scale miner. And I'm delighted that Francis can join us, actually, because I want to really tap into that area also. Those who are actually on the ground and they are uh, actually working mining can give us a perspective. And so I'm happy that Francis can join us. Hello, Francis. Oh, hello. Hi, Francis. Thanks for uh, connecting with us here on Ghana Connect. Uh, thankfully, we can get a, a mining expert who can uh, help us navigate the complexities of this whilst we have our people's conversation. He's Dr. Solomon Ousu. He's a mining expert from Colorado. It is connecting from Colorado, USA, and he joins us on Zoom. Hello, Doc. Hello, Evans. Hi, yeah, Doc. Hi, Doc. Thanks, thanks for connecting. Yesterday, I was looking forward to hearing from you because you have some very interesting things to say about reclamation, what you can see and what you can see on the back of the uh, chiefs trying to, I guess, verify some claims made by Frimpon Boateng about the president's lawn uh, in Chebi. Uh, Nia Yi is a national spokesperson for the Economic Fighters League, another young man joining us on phone. Hello, Ni. Yes, how are you? Great, Ni. And, and Akings is also a youth activist. He joins us on Zoom. Hello, Akings. Yeah, hello, Evans. Hi, Akings. Thanks for having me. Great, great that you can join us. Let, let me start with you, Carl, and I want this to be a conversation, so I'm not going to uh, in, interfere with questions at all. If you hear something your connector is saying that you disagree or agree, please feel free to chip in and then we can have a very civil but nice banter just dealing with the substance. Carla, I always start with you because you're the only woman on this line and I, I love to hear your voice. Uh, so tell me. <laughs> Let me start with yes. you. Let's, let's go straight for the kill. So you've had both sides now. Who do you believe? <laughs> um, so that's a difficult question. Here's what I be what I believe is uh, is is a little bit there, there's some nuggets about the statistics um, that Professor Primpom Boatin puts in his reports, which is that Ghana had 8.5 million hectares of forest in 1900, and in 1999 it had one point something million, and that we're losing our forests since 1999 at the rate of about 130,000 hectares. Um, idea. So what I'm sure of, and I think what is not in doubt. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Is that illegal mining that is dangerous to our environment, using chemicals that are dangerous to us as human beings, is going on, and it's getting worse instead of getting better. As to who I believe on which side, I think that's a question that's very difficult for me to answer. I think there's some truth in both sides. But what we do know is that us as Ghanaians, Ghana as a country, is suffering. So that's that's what I'm sure of. Okay, uh, that's a good start. And uh, I didn't expect anything else. That's a lawyer in our midst here. It is being okay. Uh, Chris, where, where do you stand, Chris? So, Evans, uh, for me, I would say that the evidence is clear. I mean, we've had um, notable members of this government um, involved in this uh, um, practice, and it's it's even been aired. Um, we chanced on the video. I, I mean, I think in 2019, when the media took it up to fight this particular menace, we had um, evidence from documentaries and videos where People said, or it was claimed to have, have said that, uh, in the video, or that um, the National Women's Organizer had her excavators bent by the task force that was put together by this government to fight Galamse. We also know um, of, you know, stories about the, the Ashanti Regional Chairman of the of this government. I mean, of the MPP, who is also involved in. Um, small-scale mining, and these, I mean, all these stories of members of, of this government um, about involvement in, in Kalamse obviously would not, you know, give people like me the assurance that the government is saying the truth. So most likely to have somebody who is a former minister of the government coming out 
to say all of these uh, or to put out all of these revelations we we, we we cannot help it but to believe him okay so and so that so that's where you stand okay so let, let me get a kings a kings chris says it's class daylight you you want to believe from pombating where do you start hello a kings Oh, Aking says uh, connection isn't helping. Let me quickly bring in. Um, I want to quickly bring in Julius into the conversation. Um, uh, you know, right? Yeah. I just have from Julius. Nee, nee, talk to me. Yes, sir. Even if I can hear you. Nee, so for Julius, it's clear cut, right? Uh, so I want to hear from what, what's your what's your take on this? All right. Um, greetings to your your listeners out there and my colleagues are online here. Um, the issues are quite clear here in that I would not choose any one side's version of the story. But what's interesting is that some allegations, very serious allegations have been made. Outside of this conversation, we just recently watched um, an expose, a documentary that was put out by Al Jazeera concerning this gold mafia. So the same gold issue we're talking about here. And there were some very damning issues that came out from that documentary implicating the high office of the land. So this expose or this um, report that came out from Professor Frimpong Boateng is not surprising. Even without doing any investigation to find out the merits of the case, we've, we've had confirmation of such stories or similar stories on, on other platforms, no less than Al Jazeera. So there's some issues here that cannot be debated or argued over. The one is that, is it not a fact that Galamse is a real problem in Ghana? Is it not a fact that our water bodies are being destroyed as we speak right now? Is it not a fact that most of the gold that is mined by uh, illegal miners or Galamse as it, as it were, that we have certain high-ranking individuals who have been associated with the act? It's, it's, it's not just allegations at this point, and it's not even about blaming games, but for the first time in the political history of this country, we've had a hung parliament. And if all these mining concessions are ratified by parliament, or parliament has an oversight over all of these things, we cannot blame either side of the house. It's actually the entire house of parliament that's implicated in these scandals. So we should get to the real issues, not pointing blame at who is right and who is wrong, who's saying the truth, no. But there's a real problem that we are facing which cannot be debated about. And we have to look at how do we end this menace right now. That should be the bane of our discussions. But I see this whole um, issue with the court case and dragging and trying to find out who's right and who's not wrong. I think that is actually distracting us from dealing with the real issues and, and paying attention to those quarrels as they are right now. Yes, Evans. Okay, so that, that's that's an interesting point there. Uh, Julius, you agree? I, I, I had that uh, Chris earlier. Let me bring in. Julius, do you agree with that position? Um, I, to some extent, but um, I beg to differ on the point of parliament coming in. The whole issue of illegal mining comes in because we are saying the people are not even following the appropriate procedures to getting the permits to go on the site and do these mining activities. We are saying these people are doing these things with the knowledge of the presidency, which was evident in analysis expose, where members of the tax force who were supposed to be supervising these activities were the one giving the people leads to the side. So it takes parliament out of it to some extent because if people can get some sort of backing or clearance from the presidency to go and engage in these activities, what can parliament do about it when the people are already on the side before anything comes to them for any ratification? And when we, when we, when we point to the people who have the power of force, i.e. 
our security apparatus who could get people out of the site. They claim they know nothing about it. But reports upon reports keep showing that they know something about the activities over there. Parliamentarians can't do anything at that level. Here's the thing. I believe everything Professor Frimpong Boateng says, and this is the reason. If there is any credible voice, at least to, to the extent that most of us know in this country, Nala Santini said to the face of our, mem uh, our, our, our cabinet members, the president and all these people in that he knows that they know the people who are engaged in Galamse, and they all know each other, and they are sitting in front of him right here. They were there. None of them even made any denying, you know, allusion or anything. They, they didn't deny it. Then, subsequently, analysis video comes in. Then the incidents with Al Jazeera, and now a former member of this government comes and says these people are doing these things. It leaves absolutely no doubt whatsoever that this president, his government, his, uh, what do you call it, uh, a board and whatever, regional uh, chairpersons in Ashanti region, and a host of all these people are part of the Galamse menace in this country. And what is left now is for Ghanaians to face that reality that there is no real fight against Galamse. From day one, it has been a sham. It has been a scam. It has been a fraud on a national scale. That President Kufuado said he was putting his presidency on the line to fight Galamse. Okay. That, that's uh, Julius the A Kings, you agree? Um, for me, Evans, I think that um, as a country, um, we are we are missing an opportunity to to tackle this menace, you know, once and for all. Particularly, I was very happy when you had, you know, a political leader, in fact, the first gentleman of the land, actually stating publicly that, you know, he, he's placing his presidency on the, on the line to fight this menace that we all know as a public knowledge that, you know, it's destroying our country and our environment. Except that, you know, as, as, as typical of, 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 of us in our political, you know, um, scenario, you had, you know, this issue which was supposed to be tackled in a more nationalistic manner or way was politicized by 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 our politicians. I mean, you saw you saw you know the the major opposition party, the NDC, which controls about forty eight percent of 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 you know um, the voter population. You had their deputy communications director together with you know a former appointee going to this mining um, um, community, politicizing the issue and actually taking political advantage of of, of a situation that the government of the day had had committed whether or not they were they were real or whether it was a sham we you know there was some form of public commitment to the issue and when you have political parties and a major opposition party you know who was supposed to back the government so that this issue is tackled in a nationalistic manner taking advantage of it you, you i mean every political party is there to win power and when you see an opposition party taking advantage of of something that is supposed to be a, a national issue, definitely, definitely, you would you would have some element, you know, within the government of the day, trying to let's say, okay, hey, see, if the, if I mean, at the end of the day, we tried tackling this issue national in a, in a more nationalistic manner, but if our opposition party is is, is is trying to take advantage of that, why not? I mean, we should not also pay the political, you know, um, um, point over over this. So for me, it is it is. Again, an opportunity where we are missing to fight this issue that is, 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 
is confronting us as, as, as a country. Are you suggesting? The presidency. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Sorry, this is that was Julius, was it? Yes, I am asking that how does anyone under any circumstance justify the fact that as of now we have information from very, very credible voices? Nana Santini, Anasis documentary, now Professor Frimpon Boateng, all of them pointing to the very heart of our government, the presidency of this republic, for being directly involved in Galamse, not aiding and abating, directly involved in Galamse. How do you justify that opposition political party leaders went to Galamse communities to promise the people that they are going to get them out of jail and all that? How do you say that the justification for that is for the presidency to be directly involved in Galamse activities, they are the one who bought the machines that are on the side. How do you justify that? How do you justify that the president's Ashanti regional uh, uh, chairperson was involved in Galamse activities yeah, in yeah, forest? Yeah. Yes, Akin. Let me hear you. Is that, what I'm saying, is that I mean, some I questions? Think that I don't know whether you my, my argument. What I'm saying, I am not justifying as to whether or not the, the allegation. And as the stands now, you know, like you said, there's a public knowledge that, hey, see, even this Galamse menace, it's like fighting, you know, um, drug lords in the likes of Colombia and Mex Mexico. It's like, it, I mean, who doesn't know that this is a cartel game? I am saying that we are mixing the fight against this menace as a country because of the politicization of the, of the issue. Okay, stay with me. Let, let's, let's see whether others agree. And uh, Carl, I'll bring you in on this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll come back to Dr. Solomon and Francis, because Francis, I want to hear, because he's on the ground. Before Carla comes in, let me quickly announce you can join us on our many social media platforms. We are on Twitter Spaces right now, Joy997FM. You can find us on Twitter Spaces. We are streaming there live. You can join a conversation there. We'll see you and we'll read your comments once you share it there. You can also join us on, on WhatsApp, 55 55-11-11-997. Carla, what do you make of that uh, debate between Julius and Akins that it is the politicization of this that is at the heart and at the core of this problem? So, so I have um, I have a bit of a different view because I actually so you know when I trained at the law firm with Mr. Kudru Bentiento, who was you know the, the managing partner at the time, who actually had done some uh, had a master's in kind of natural resource research, and I've actually worked in mining services right with a mining services company, um, going up to Takwa and Damang. I think one thing that we all have to understand about gold mining, by its nature, attracts a lot of mercenaries, a lot of controversy, and this is everywhere in the world, and it's always been that way. So let, let's just accept that, right? Then there is a tension between whether the assets are national assets or they are local assets for the local communities. So by nature, it's a very complex, it's a very complex issue, right? Um, and it's one that now because of the, obviously the proliferation of these new types of of, of, of machinery that it seems to be increasingly available to illegal miners. It's becoming more and more damaging to us as a country. Now, all this stuff about politicization, every, we're politicizing everything. I'm not sure that that's the cause of, I'm not sure that's the cause of the problem. I think what the problem is, is that everybody's being very short-sighted, right? 
because this is a matter of life and death to us as Ghanaians. It's a matter of life and death. Whether we can drink water, whether we can breathe the air, whether we can live in this country, it's a matter of life and death. The gold is going to run out sooner or later. And what's going to happen then? Are we all going to emigrate from Ghana? What is the value of our future? And I think that that is what we have to think about. And for me personally, you asked whether I believe one side or another. And like I said, I think, again, that's a complex issue. But what we cannot do is to dismiss Professor Pim from, from Paul Watting's report out of hand. Yeah. We cannot dismiss it out of hand. Yeah. This is somebody who was a minister. He was the chairman of the Interministerial Commission. We cannot dismiss it out of hand. It's true. I've read some of the reports. Some of the things he said, there was not really any evidence to back it up. But taken as a whole, it's very, very worrying. And I was surprised that it was thrown out without any attempt to investigate further. And I think that that is something we should all be concerned about. Is, is, is it Chris or Julius Ibas. who wanted to chip in? Yeah, this is Chris. This is yeah, Chris. And, and Chris, yeah, former news journal Ibas. secretary. Ibas. Yes. Ibas. Briefly, Ibas. and I'll bring Ibas. in uh, Francis. Uh, yeah, so let, let me let me say what the ordinary Ghanaian is saying in their homes, on the streets out there. Why do we vote in leaders? We vote in leaders to solve problems. Okay, so the water has been muddied, the water is brown. F- first question we should ask ourselves now is, since the government committed itself, with our president even making a public declaration of putting his presidency on the line, which, I mean, I mean, you interviewed... Uh, one of the government officials, I think uh, Mr. Bissu, some few days ago, and he told you what the government said, uh, what the president said was a figure of speech. Since we committed to fight Galamsey in this country, our leaders that we have voted them into power, have we seen the waters cleared up? That's the question we should ask ourselves. So if we have somebody who played an integral role in government, who comes out to speak through to power, and you tell me as a citizen that we should not uphold what the person has done. We should not uh, um, um, congratulate him and, and believe in what he has said. And we should follow the propaganda of the government to, to, um, for everybody to just ignore what the man is saying, to make it look as though the man is delusional, and to have even some government officials say that the man is hungry. That is why he's going out talking like this. I mean, we cannot be having this going and say that this is politicization. What is politicization of this? Mm. Uh, Julius, stay with me. All of you stay with me. Let me bring in Francis and then Dr. Solomon. So these two gentlemen have direct expertise in this area. For Francis in particular, he's a small-scale miner. So he is on the ground. He, he, he feels the dirt and the soil that produces the gold. Francis, you've read and heard everything which you experienced on the ground, who, who is closer to telling us the truth? <laughs> well, uh, let me say that, that this question is very intriguing. And uh, uh, personally, uh, I will kind of turn more to the uh, Professor from Paul Whiting's uh, 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 yeah, report. Uh, in the sense that to uh, some of us who are practitioners, who are actually on the grounds, uh, this thing is, it's, it's, it's not surprising at all. It only come to reveal the brain's revelation of the uh, the issues we have been complaining all these years that there are serious political involvement. What I would term as political, girl, I'm saying, in the sector. But because uh, I mean, sometimes uh, if you talk, um, your voice might not carry weight like uh, the professor. And interestingly, I will look at it from. Uh, what might have prompted Professor to write this, this uh, I mean, explosive report? 
Uh, you know, we can, I mean, uh, cast our mind back to the uh, the missing of the excavators era, which generated a whole lot of uh, accusations and counter-accusations here and there. So Prof might have been pissed off. And looking at the caliber of person, uh, that Prof is, I mean, a self-made man who sometimes will decide to, I mean, uh, set aside um, political expediency and diplomacy and all these ethics and decide to spell out his mind. To some of us, it's something that we seriously have to take a serious look because there are consequences. If you are not on the ground, you might not know what some of these things can lead Ghana to. Because there's also another aspect of concession grabbing, serious concession grabbing by politicians. You see, there are a whole lot of illegal miners there who are craving for lands, mineable lands to mine. But there will be the the, 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 the the government will create mineral commission will create a, a, a blockout area that is supposed to go to these uh, vulnerable uh, miners before you are aware it's been grabbed at the top and a typical example this one I will have to, I will have to mention him like Prof, Prof rightly stated Quam uh, 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 um, honorable Quam issue we on the grounds can at any point in time stand with him in court and provide evidence that he got concession he was selling. <laughs> and the man, I mean, he was 100% right. Oh, oh, others, ex except, except that, as, uh, as Carla will tell you, uh, Professor Kwam himself was on this same network and denies categorically. And so, uh, until the evidence is provided, I would go with him because his reputation is in the line. And reputation is one of those things that you cannot you know, fix properly if you want to do it. So, exactly. so, so that's let, so why let's stay it's with, good to interview let, let, some of us on the ground. Yes. Because so I hear, I I hear talk, you, but I he said it's not true. When I don't have anything good. concrete I'm standing on. Good. But fundamentally, you're making a point that you've brother, seen this on the ground. End, okay. Let me end. Yeah. More so, I mean, it, it's like to come out with a direct answer to this question, uh, 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 it depends on where you decide to place your priority and allegiance. Okay? Me, for one, I would say that well. I, I mean, I've been. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm an MPP man, but if I decide to uh, uh, place my allegiance on my party at the expense of the national interest, then I would say that no, I won't say some of these things. But my brother, the reality is that these people, they are, most of them should come out. After all, it's not bad to identify yourself with most mind because it's an illegal business. It's a legal business. So if you have done. I mean, uh, if you be involved in one way or the other with small scale mining, what, what prevents you from coming out to say yes? But all those people whose names were mentioned, we on the grounds know that we hear of a lot. We hear a lot about them, their involvement, most of them, their involvement. So, 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 uh, so uh, your, your testimony is interesting. So you say you're also an MPP man. Oh, of course, I've not. I've never voted for any party apart okay. from him. Okay, and you're a small scale man, and, and and you know you you confirm that you, you say you're leaning towards from Pombating as the one who is telling the truth. To the large extent. Okay, because stay, like, stay, uh, stay with he me. That's why I hinted that what prompted him from. If you have not been pissed off, if you have not accused him, would he have come and uh, I and mean, also write and also told us this, that. Uh, uh, yeah, Fr Francis, stay with me. Very interesting thoughts there. A Kings, quickly, what what do you say to Francis? And I'll bring in uh, Doctor Solomon Owusu. Yes, um, Evans. That, that's me, the man on the ground. This is know, the man on like, the ground. Like He's telling you. What I think he knows. that it is also important to note that, in as much as, you know, I mean, everybody knows Professor Frempo Boateng, a respected medical doctor who has distinguished himself. <clears throat> but 
Is it not also true that the issues that the presidency is also raising is a matter of fact? Why am I saying this? One, in the same report that was released by Professor from Pombwatin, you had he making some allegations against our own Minister of Information. You've had a Primpat president coming out to say that, hey, the issues or the allegations that you are making doesn't reflect the truth. And so in as much as, you know, people's emotions are at stake, we also need to ensure that whatever allegations that were made by the professors, Professor from Pompatin, are put to strict proof. If you don't adduce evidence, my brother Julius here is reading law, that the name of the game is evidence. You cannot just stand up one day and then just be alleging. You know, if, if you don't take care, one day, if I am given an opportunity that, okay, Akis, write a report on the, 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 the state of, of Galamse here in Ghana. I mean, it, it will be easy. I'll just stand up and say that, hey, Julius, Chris, this, this, that are, are engaging in, you know, um, um, Galamse, and they're just to feed into the perception of people. So as we are tackling the menace, we need to ensure that, and especially when Professor Fimpon Watson was the chairperson of the Interministerial Committee, he should have given evidence because at the end of the day, he sat at the center or his ministry or the committee was the one charging up or steering the affairs against this canker. You cannot just stand up and say that, oh, I am a, uh, this person, so so and so engaged in, in Galamse, he called me here and there. And so because of that, you know, this cabal or this group of people are engaging Galamse. I bet to differ. Okay. Very interesting conversation. And many of you are joining us. I'm going to be hearing from all of you who are joining us on Twitter Spaces and commenting and on uh, on our WhatsApp console shortly. But uh, Dr. Solomon Owusu is uh, connecting with us from Colorado, as I indicated earlier. He's uh, been listening in very uh, uh, quietly. He is the expert. He's a mining expert, works in this field, both here and in, in the U.S. as well. So, Doc, Having followed everything, everything you've heard in the last week and in this conversation, I, give us give us your perspective. Well, thank you, Evans. Um, I think I've listened to all your uh, panelists, and uh, it looks interesting uh, <laughs> to hear about divergent views on the reports that has come up. You know, let's. Uh, consider the whole thing from a common sense perspective. There is a saying that if the crocodile comes from beneath the water to tell you that the craft's grandmother is dead, believe it. Because the crocodile stays in the water with the crab, right? Um, Professor Pimpon Boateng it's not an ordinary Ghanaian who wrote that report. He was made the chairman of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining. We all know that the committee was established by the president in March 2017, and it was dissolved on January 10th, 2021. The report from Professor Fenton Watson is dated 19th March 2021. That was two months, almost two months 
after the committee was dissolved. The only challenge that I have on the report is that it was written after he was sacked from the government. Somebody would argue, why didn't he make all this when he was, you know, sharing affairs of the committee? The committee was made up of 10 strong cabinet ministers. So for him to be the chairman or to be appointed as the chairman, it meant that the president had some utmost trust in Professor Fintan Wattie. So this report shouldn't be taken lightly. The president should take some cues from it and then act in such a way that these balance issues will be addressed. It is an issue of national interest. We shouldn't politicize it. Somebody was arguing that maybe we should uh, abolish uh, the licensing of small scale mining and all that. Let me tell you here small scale mining is operated in a lot of countries, including the United States, Canada, Brazil, and Ola. They also have small scale mining where you are. Oh, sorry? They have small scale miners where you are. No, where I am is uh, large scale. Oh, okay. But, but you mean you mean in the in the US. But we have small scale operations in the United States. That's what I'm talking about. But uh you can see that in the United States you can't pollute water bodies or degrade lands anyhow and go unpunished. It doesn't even happen here because there is serious monitoring, effective uh, monitoring of their activities, inspections, and before you are granted the license, you promise to abide by the rules. And if you go contrary to the law, you are punished. My brother, small scale mining, it is an informal, a large informal economic sector that is put on the table for millions of people. If you live in Accra, you will see. If you live in Tema or any other big city, you will feel the economic impact of small-scale mining. I'm not talking about illegal mining, but I'm saying. I'm talking about licensing small-scale mining. The point is, initially, these artisanal and small-scale miners were using rudimentary tools. And they were not using this kind of sophisticated equipment that we see nowadays, the excavated building and all that. They were not using it. So the pollution was minimal. But from the 2000s coming up, we see the small scale miners using champagnes, excavators, and all that. So the government should come up with methodology that they should follow to ensure that our environment is protected. The president appointed Professor Pinkman Watson to steer the affairs of the 10 committees and ensure that the illegal mining activities are down 
to promote legitimate, sustainable, and environmentally friendly small scale mining for only Ghanaians and to ensure the protection and restoration of our water bodies. Again, he charged them to ensure protection of our lands and forests. What do we see here? And even in the report, everything was about forest reserve. Forest reserve. They are degrading the forest reserve. Mm. They are mining illegitimately. And I think that the president should use this report as a token to um, hold on to his word that he put his presidency on the line. On the line. Uh, and ensure that the right things are done to save the nation. Yeah, and, and you brother, yeah, where things are going is very bad. Yeah, and, and you said something yeah. that I want to I want to throw back to Carla. Now I'll, I'll open the conversation for everybody else to jump in. Which is that, Carla? You 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 have said that from the from the onset that you 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 hesitate to pitch your camp either in the camp of Freeport uh, Bantu or to the government. But considering what Doc says about Freeport Bantu was a was 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 a minister in the president's own government and cabinet. He was made the chair of the interministerial committee. He was tasked to do this job. In fact, the report he altered was a request by the chief of staff. If you consider all that, and then he produces the report and gives to them in March of 2021. So it's been more than two years now since that report was submitted. And when me and you were not meant to see it. It wasn't meant for our eyes. It was meant for only the president and the chief, the chief of, of staff's eyes and anybody else they want to show it to. Considering that, and now that we know, doesn't that add a more weight to his narration in that report that should trigger a presidential action? And I'm now going to ask the question, what do you make of the fact that two years on, no action has been taken and the president actually says, well, we haven't taken any action because he didn't provide any evidence, considering that he was a chair of the committee. Carla first. So, yeah, so what I think is that to to dismiss Professor Prempombwating's report, which he obviously put a lot of time and effort into, um, with his position both as the minister and uh, as the chair of the interministerial committee, to dismiss it out of hand, I think is quite shocking. I think to dismiss it without investigating it and to say that it is because it was a list of petty grievances. I think one of the panelists, Akins, was was you know cited maybe you know a response from um, Mr. Pongkrumah, but he's not citing other examples of things which have actually turned out to be true. Now the the people accused have have come out with their own explanation whether you believe it or not but the fact is that they were not found to be untrue so therefore at the very least there should have been a very serious effort to investigate this thing because i think otherwise it, it is the, it is the job of our authorities to protect our resources and otherwise our mining areas are turning into seriously like it, it becomes as bad as some of the countries where you have you know cocaine trafficking where in the forests of those nations it's a free-for-all right criminals are in control and that's what it's sounding like in ghana and it's the job of our authorities to protect us so somebody who is a minister in the government even if 
not everything can be substantiated. I would I would expect, and I would still expect going forward, because it's not too late, that these things be seriously investigated. And at least come out and tell Ghanaians, we investigated it and we realized it wasn't true. Then to just dismiss it, that's what I would expect. And, and, and all of you connectors, I'm coming to you with that same question. What do you expect to happen now? And what's your reaction to the what we know now know that after two years, nothing has happened in terms of trying to get to the bottom, at least investigate what you can and, and fix what you can. That which you cannot, of course, leave it for the investigative agencies to try and bring more for you to proceed with some concrete action. I'll get your thoughts on that. But many of you have joined us on our many social media platforms, and I want to hear from you right now. with uh, a lot of your messages on this matter. It's a simple question, but I know many are debating it, taking it where they want to take theirs. What are people saying? Well, Evans, uh, so it looks like it's a vote, but many people have taken the political twist to it. But let's ah, start with Comrade Isa, and he says, I believe Prof. Mpombuatin, and that's it. And then to Kofi Mensah, all the way from Osu, he says that my opinion is that I am just amazed as to why government is not interested in an investigation to clear their names. The truth is like cock. Cry, the beloved country. Well, I'm not sure I understand the last but clearly you have his opinion there. Mm-hmm. He says that, yes, I am 100% behind Prof. Fimpom because there are more riots in this government. But the clearing agent is their protector. This is promise from Keta with some words there. Now, this one says, Massa, until we vote out ABP and DC from our political landscape, <laughs> it's obvious. A vicious cycle of mediocrity, myopic, and misguided deeds. Both political parties have failed to tackle Galamse. Period. This Shem mixing Yeboah, uh, quite a number of people here. This one says, I'm some bannerman in the USA. Neither prof. Boatin and government are to be believed. Okay. They just created a debate among Ghanaians to debate to forget about the economic hardship and fight the high cost of that. living in the country. And, and many of you who are listening to us on Twitter Spaces, some of you are joining us. Uh, Chris says, we do not need the prof, uh, the prof report to let us know that the fight has been lost against Galamsi and that the presidency and by extension the president uh, is complicit. He says, if the president were committed to the fight, he would have reassigned instead of running. Uh, for a second term. He would have resigned, he says. Uh, Fifth Dimension album says, how do you uh, arrest the unemployed guys and cite and leave the kingpins behind the entire orchestration of the menace, he asked. Uh, Fred says, I think the President Donaldo should come again and explain what he actually meant about the, I put my presidency on the line, if indeed it's not a flop or a fallacy quotation. Well, Evans, this one here from Abrakwa in Akim when she says the legal mining going on cannot be stopped for the reason that the doers are the same people fighting it. And this one says, we are not just serious with the fight, just as we aren't with a fight against corruption. We politicize everything in the country. I weep for our future. I'm from Frederick. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Papa. There. And let me go to Chris. Chris, wrap it up for me, all of you, very quickly, a minute each. What do you want to see done now on everything we've read from this report? Hello, Chris Atareka. Okay, let's go to, uh, let's go to, uh, I want to go to Ni. Hello, Ni. Yes. Ni, what, what, what do you want to see done now? Um, yes, yeah, so quickly, um, one of our colleagues on the, on the line says um, there's nothing 
parliament can do about it. And I just wanted to clarify that quickly as to what we need to do forward. Please do, altogether. please do, please do. So um, mining, um, parliament actually has direct oversight over every single mining activity in Ghana. And that is the LI2173, which covers the minerals and mining regulations. So parliament has direct oversight over everything that concerns the mining in this country. And that's the first thing that they have to do. We have to hold parliament accountable for this and to this very serious issue. Parliament has the power, they have the mandate to seize all mining operations until this thing is identified and properly held. Another thing is that when you look at our constitution, um, Article 257, I believe, um, it, it basically, uh, 2576, yes, it basically puts all uh, mineral resources is vested in the president. So the president has some um, level of control over all our mineral resources. So these two arms of government, of course, the judiciary is also part, but government, which, is, which includes all three of them, have to be held directly accountable to this. But the one challenge that we have with this, um, Evans, is that for investigations to be carried on concerning everyone who has been mentioned or fingered in this, in this menace or in this scandal, they cannot remain in the office. They would have to step aside for direct investigations to be held. And we know in our part of the world, particularly Ghana, that is something that is very unlikely to happen. For any appointee or any member of the government stepping aside for proper investigations to be carried out um, as regards to his office, that, has, that is yet to happen. So it will be very difficult to see how this thing develops. And the youth of Ghana would have to take a very particular interest in this because it concerns our future, and that is what is being wasted away. Absolutely. So irrespective of what they decide to do in solving this problem, the youth of Ghana have to come together to decide for them what are we going to do about our future, which is being destroyed. Thank you, Evans. Hey, Kings, what do you want to see? Yes, Evans, what I want to say is that after all the laws that have been made, after all the attempts that have been made to stop this particular menace and so we are not seeing any form of improvement i would want to suggest that you know looking at the issues we should take a bipartisan approach in in in, in solving this you know um, menace parliament should as a matter of agency institute a bipartisan committee where we would have members of the opposition members of government civil society journalists like okay. yourself and 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 uh, to 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 critically look into the issues and, and wage war against this illegal mining. Because at the end of the day, when our water bodies are, 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 are spoiled, when our water bodies are contaminated and we, we, we've taken, it doesn't know an MPP person, it doesn't know a CPP, an NDC person. So for me, a bipartisan approach is the way forward. And I believe strongly that we are capable of doing it and we should commit ourselves as a country and tackle this issue you know, uh, um, nationalistically. Uh, uh, Julius? Yeah, um, I want to say that uh, I must make it clear that the point I made earlier concerning Parliament being handicapped is not to mean that Parliament does not have the legal backing. I, I have the clear understanding that under the law, Parliament has oversight responsibility over all these matters. The point I was putting across is this. Yes, on paper, Parliament has that oversight responsibility to do so. But the person who controls the executive arm is a... Uh, Julius, I think I lost you there. Uh, let's quickly get Carla in. Carla, so how do, you, how do we tackle this problem? Assuming the presidency still 
doesn't want to do anything about the report. Evans, so the report, you know, the, the report is just is just a new thing in this issue. Ghanaians have to make it absolutely clear to our leaders, and I'm not sure that all Ghanaians are that invested, especially the ones who could potentially benefit from this illegal mining themselves. But Ghanaians have to make it absolutely clear to our leaders because a lot of our political leaders, their aim is to stay in power. That's what they want. I mean, all this about bipartisan, this and parliament, frankly, I, you know, some of, a lot of the activities are cr criminal. They are criminal activities and it's that simple. Do you really need parliament to get involved to solve a criminal activity? You don't. It's a crime. So for me, Ghanaians have to make it absolutely clear. I think if Ghanaians as a collective make it extremely clear to politicians that if this thing continues, you will lose power or you will not come to power. I think the politicians will sit up. I think until then, greed will win. Ah. That's what I have to say. Francis, you are the man on the ground. Briefly, how do we fix this problem? Yeah, what I would say is that, you see, the small-scale mining sector is a huge sector, as uh, Solomon indicated. Uh, it provides a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, economic um, uh, benefits to the nation and then employment too. So instead of this issue, I mean, causing, I mean, I mean, the, all sides, I mean, the the, the, the ruling government, the opposition to put, I mean, daggers at our throats, it should rather create a platform for us to rethink as to how we manage our resources and as to how, I mean, leadership should have the people's interests at heart and then the, be responsible in whatever is committed into their hands to manage. Okay. Uh, Doc, wrap it up for me. Uh, so what will be the number one thing we need to do if we want to uh, tackle this problem? Yeah, thank you. Uh, concerning the report, I think the president should reconsider his decision and refer the report to the recognized investigative institutions in Ghana for further action. Um, if anyone found himself guilty, you know, in terms of what uh, the professor has written, I think a severe punishment should be better out instead of deterring to others. Galamse illegal mining, that is Galamse licensing small scale mining and community mining. The fundamental issue is the methodology that they use to mine in Ghana right now, uh, promote water bodies and degrade land. The, the government should engage people with the requisite knowledge and experience to come up with a methodology that they will follow to ensure that lands are protected and water bodies are restored. If we can do that, I think it will serve a good purpose for all of us. It will be a win-win situation for the government the citizens and the small scale mining. Okay, at least uh, now you've heard the people's voice on the subject. Many of them have their own solutions uh, for this particular problem. The real question is, will government take action? That has been Ghana Connect. We're crossing over shortly to the Joy Corporate Worship live from the Royal House Chapel at Hinthe. We're going to be crossing over there right after this spot of commercials.